Is the person with borderline personality disorder that dropped you for another person happier with them? Will they do the same to them as they did to you? This is a question that many people have asked me, and today we're going to look for some answers on this podcast of My Inner Torch. So I've received a lot of emails uh, basically asking me, hey, uh, you know, my BPD, my borderline significant other has left me. And it seems like they're really, really happy. And that really bugs me. That really cuts to my core. And I can't say that I blame you because obviously it's very hurtful to see somebody that you invested a lot of emotion in uh, basically trotting off and taking up with a new supply and seemingly being very happy. But remember that at that particular stage with the borderlines, there's love bombing going on. So again, they're being a person that the person that they are with wants them to be until, of course, the mask comes off. So I want to thank Eleanor Greenberg, PhD, who answers this question along with me today, because a person with borderline personality personality disorder may drop you, but remember that they cannot drop their disorder. Their personality disorder goes with them into each new relationship. There are certain features of borderline personality disorder that make it extremely difficult to maintain a stable relationship with anyone. So what are the common problems? Let's explore them subject by subject or piece by piece. There's lack of whole object relations. So by definition, from an object relations theoretical point of view, people with BPD do not have the whole object relations. This means that they cannot see themselves or other people in an integrated, stable, and realistic way. Instead, They see everyone in a split way as either all good or all bad. That's traditional splitting on behalf of the borderline. There's also lack of object constancy. In addition, when a borderline is angry, hurt, or disappointed with someone or physically distant from them, they cannot maintain their sense of a positive connection. They go from loving you to hating you. One minute they they may want to marry you And a day later, they may leave you for someone else. It's very, very strange. And that is lack of object constancy. It's that emotional weather vane that I've talked about in previous podcasts. Check it out. Emotional weather vane. It's one of the earlier podcasts and one of the most listened to podcasts because I think people just don't understand how borderlines can change direction so quickly and without notice. One minute. They love you, they adore you, they idolize you, and the next minute, they hate you and they are out of here. Next up is fear of abandonment. Now, most people with BPD have experienced some type of childhood situation that felt like abandonment. If this was traumatic, they tend to be continually on the lookout for signs that their significant other will abandon them as well. They may accuse whomever they are with of wanting to abandon them. They may test them to see if this person will abandon them. And sometimes their fears and tests create the exact situation that they are trying to avoid. Again, this is this push-pull, another podcast that I covered. And it's, it's just, it's ridiculous because even though they fear abandonment, they create the abandonment. They push you. They push you away. I hate you, but please don't leave me type of thing. That's another famous book that if you're interested, you should look it up. It's available on Amazon. A good read. 
Fear of being unlovable. Many people with BPD had abusive and traumatic childhood experiences that left them feeling unloved and unlovable. Whenever they're in a relationship, they are likely to need much more reassurance than the person without BPD that their significant other loves them unconditionally. So again, this inherent fear that they are not lovable makes them almost incapable of loving. Perhaps they are scared to give love because perhaps they will not get love in return. And for us, for us, the nons, the empaths out there, that tends to make us want to show that we love them, want to prove to them that the world is not a bad place, that there are people that will love them and take them for who they are. But in many cases, people with borderline personality disorder do not know who their true self is. And so therefore, they cannot receive this love that you're putting out there. That's fear of being unlovable. Then there's a desire for reparenting. It's quite common for people with borderline adaptations to mix romance and the desire for reparenting. That means that they expect to have a lover who also acts as a good parent, otherwise known as a constructive partner. You are sort of their normal. You are their, what you represent normalcy that they don't have. You're sort of a lightning rod for that. Okay. So now not only are you their romantic interests, but you're also a parent. And as you can probably appreciate, that's difficult. That's a difficult role to be in. Uh, Which is it? Am I your lover? Am I your partner? Or am I your dad or mom? You know, how, how does that work? And then there's the punchline. All of the above travels with the person. Everything I just discussed, the desire for reparenting, the fear of being unlovable, the fear of abandonment, the lack of object constancy, and lack of whole object relations. It all travels with the person with BPD from relationship to relationship. So while they may feel happier with their new love in the beginning of the relationship, their borderline issues will inevitably surface and create problems in the relationship. The only lasting solution is good psychotherapy that is targeted to treat borderline issues. Thank you, Eleanor Greenberg, Dr. Eleanor Greenberg, PhD, for providing us with perhaps a better lens. So what do you take away from this? MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. I certainly welcome your comments, your observations, your experiences, because it helps me draw on my experiences and it helps us draw parallels. After all, that's why you listen to this podcast. That's why I produce this podcast each and every week, every Friday, a new episode at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we're delving further and further into the psyche of the borderline. I certainly hope that this podcast helps you get a little bit of an understanding, brings you out of that fear, obligation, and guilt that you may be trapped in, otherwise known as fog, okay? Are you still in the fog or are you coming out of it? And if you are, how is that realization for you? Because I can tell you it's been difficult for me. It's been difficult, but at the same token, it has been very, uh, it's been very enlightening for me and it's been very cathartic for me because now I see my UBPD wife for who she truly is. And perhaps knowing that now, I can exercise more acceptance, more emotional allowances that I choose 
to continue to give her because that's what they are. They're emotional allowances. Is it right? Abuse folks, as I've said before in so many podcasts previous to this one, abuse, no matter where it comes from, from a narcissist, from a borderline, from somebody who's antisocial, somebody who's histrionic, abuse is abuse. And it is up to us, the nons, the the other participating person in the relationship to inherently decide whether or not we will not, whether we will accept these things, okay? Whether we choose to continue in the relationship. I receive a lot of emails of people basically saying, hey, you know, should I stay or should I go? That inherently is up to you. Nobody can tell you, yes, you need to go. You need to run for the hills. Invariably, it's up to you to end the relationship if you so choose to do so. Okay. It's not for somebody to decide, not even for necessarily a psychotherapist or a psychiatrist or a psychologist or a social worker to tell you, yes, you know what? You need to go. They're not going to basically tell you that. And I'm not going to tell you that. It is up to you to decide whether or not you wish to continue with the relationship because you have to understand what it is and what it stands for. Okay. And what it stands for and what it is, is it is dysfunctional. It is hurtful, it is abusive, and it's neglectful. And if you're willing to continue under that auspice or those auspices, then that's your choosing. And you can't blame anybody but yourself. You cannot blame the borderline. You cannot blame other people for your decision to remain in a relationship that will be and continue to be forevermore challenging. Because even if your borderline seeks counseling and help and wants to be helped. Invariably, the demon of borderline personality disorder remains, okay? The specter, the shadow. Can't drive it out of somebody. So for those of us who wonder, oh my gosh, my borderline left me, okay? They've taken up with a new supply and now I think they're very happy. And will they continue to be happy? Well, really what you have to work on is yourself, and not worry about what they're doing. You need to heal yourself. But by the same token, you have to decide whether you can accept the fact that they're with somebody else. We are human. We are jealous beings. And accept the fact that invariably that relationship will go the way your relationship went. Most likely quicker than most or perhaps it will last. It depends on the person they're in a relationship with. And it's up to you, as I said, to look within yourself to get yourself better and not worry about the borderline. So I certainly hope that that helps. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. Thank you for making this podcast one of the fastest growing podcasts in the self-help arena of borderline personality disorder. Appreciate your support. Spread the word. Share these podcasts on whichever platform you happen to be listening to help others to enlighten them myinnertorch at gmail.com. Remember, new podcasts every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you for listening. Be well, and in whatever you do, be good. This has been My Inner Torch.